Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. Missed Warehouse Finals Fever Sale and find 20% off the Wagner Body Science range. And Kogan Mobile, New Zealand's cheapest unlimited prepay plans. Visit koganmobile.co.nz. This is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. CNZ, four minutes past six o'clock on the 21st of June. It's well and truly winter, isn't it? Gee whiz, it was cold this morning. Louis and Kempi here for your Tuesday. Kempi, how are you? Morena, morena, Louis. I am very good, mate. Yeah, it's freezing this morning in Makarihi, Riri, Kiwaho. Cold outside, bro, cold outside, but... Um, it is probably one of the nicest times of the year for me because uh, chuck a pair of jeans on, wear a t-shirt and put a scarf on. I'll probably get that time of the year for about a month. Yeah, it's really, it is strange yeah. to see you wearing a, uh, a scarf and jeans. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a sight that you just don't come to expect. I, you know, I thought it was cold, but then I think about those people working out there on the port and bluff, oh. you know, or out at TY. Or, or playing golf down at Queenstown. <laughs> Millbrook. Oh, he's doing it so tough, is he? Uh, he'll be on the show in about two minutes' time. I'm kidding. He will, he's fast asleep right now. But we do have a big show for you this morning. Today will be one of the great varied shows in the history of SCNZ. Maybe sports radio ever, Gimpy. We're going to go to all walks of life and to all places around the world to get our sports news and interviews today. 
Let's work backwards. Just before nine o'clock, we're hopefully going to catch up with Dylan Brown. The pride of Northland, is he? Is that what we're calling him? Well, he's one of them, along with James Fisher-Harris, uh, who are currently playing in the uh, Kiwis this weekend. So, mate, I'm excited about Dylan Brown. Uh, you know, he's a hybrid of Benji Marshall. Um, you know, he's, he's a big 5'8 with lots of speed. And I, and I just think, you know, it's his opportunity this weekend. I hope I just really hope he gets named in that number six jersey and Madge Maguire trusts this kid to go out there and represent. Uh, I'm looking really looking forward to talking to him because I'm talking to someone that uh, I guess I I had the opportunity to look after that jersey for a little while after great players who played it at Roger Bailey, Olsen Filipina, um, Fred Arcoy, uh, and then was handed on from me down to, to Benji Marshall, Henry Paul, um, Gene Namu, um, to say a few, and of course uh, a player that's still there in the team in Kieran Ford. Yeah, so course. he's got a he's got a lot of uh, experience around him. Uh, he'd be excited. I read an article about him talking to Benji as he ran out to the game on the weekend, and and his comment was was so good. He went, "Mate, that's Benji Marshall." <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's like that that one I told you when I ran out against North Sydney and North Sydney over and looked over and here's Mark Graham standing in the tunnel next to me going, man, that's Mark Graham. And you're, run, you're actually running out onto the field with him. So, um, yeah, man, that's a good get. And you're right, the uh, an eclectic mix of guests today. Yeah, so Dylan Brown, uh, the Kiwis are assembled. They're doing their photo shoot. We'll do our best to catch up with him. Um, before that, so we're working backwards, aren't we? This is complicated. Why would I do it this way? Uh, Paul, Paul Higgum, who <laughs> recovered the US Open for the BBC because we've got a new major champion, Matt Fitzpatrick, who just scuxed this shot out of the bunker on 18th with this eight iron, this high fade. He had about oh, a 20 metre window to get it through, and he just he put his big boy pants on. And man, Matt Fitzpatrick, just when England needed something to go with the States, I mean, the, the young golfers coming out of America, and you've got Cam Smith down here, you've got John Rahm. England, really, or the UK, British British golf is so important to world golf. So Matt Fitzpatrick stood up. We talked to Paul Higgum that covered that competition. Now, this is a personal highlight for me, Kempe. We're going to talk to a lady called Amy Kuperinski. She is the Star Ledger, which is New Jersey's biggest newspaper, the Star Ledger's features and entertainment writer. And we're going to talk to her about the Westminster Dog Show. Do you know much about the Westminster Dog Show? Oh, and no, I don't know much about the Westminster Dog Show other than what you showed me yesterday, and I have actually watched it on TV quite a bit because I find it quite entertaining that you can make a dog do that and and stop on a dime turning through um, slaloms, et cetera, et cetera. So, mate, apparently, <laughs> and you you correct me if I'm wrong, but... It's the first, one of the, or the second biggest event in the world. It, no, it's the second oldest annual oh, oldest sporting annual. event in America. Unbelievable. Behind the Kentucky Derby. And yesterday, B, the Shetland Sheepdog, won the 16-inch Masters Agility Championship. And B was on one. Wow. B, this little Shetland Sheepdog, flying around the course, through the tunnel, up over the steps down, and then into her owner's arms, her trainer's arms at the end. And it's just, you know, it's scintillating stuff. Look, dog shows is not something I know a lot about. 
I know that the the like the, and we'll talk to Amy about this. The main prize at the end of it, like the real prestigious prize, is the actual dog show <laughs> where it's like who's which dog's groomed the best. And I'll show you a photo of last year's winner. <laughs> it looks like an alien. It doesn't look like a dog, and that's. And I, I, I got a I got a story for that one too, mate. But I'll wait till go I'll on, wait till go we, on. you want me to tell it now, or you want me to? Well, was it about wait? dog shows? No, nah, well. <laughs> It's about grooming. Like, I'm a dog lover. I'm an absolute dog lover. I've got a Staffy. His name's Bruzy. He's a local local <laughs> dog out at Middlewai that goes and stays at everybody everybody's house. And, you know, great, great boy, my Staffy. But this is, a, this is a story about grooming, and it's about calves. <laughs> and my kids, like, I always brought my kids up on a rural um, property out at Coastville, and I went to a rural school because I wanted to get that rural experience coming from a rural town um, in Taranaki. My, uh, we did everything from plants to, to rabbits to, um, you know, all sorts of all sorts of things. Yeah, and we'd run yeah, we'd sure. lambs. We're running out of things. And my kids said, you know, my girls last last year, probably, oh, can we have a calf, Dad? So, yep, phoned the mate up down the line, um, phoned Tezza up. He's a he's a dairy, dairy farmer. Ships a few calves up here. And uh, you know, my kids had nothing to do with them. And I didn't know that the extent of what calf day was. So, you know, calf day comes around, and all we'd done basically is put them in the paddock and let them eat grass. Oh, you hadn't groomed them? <laughs> well, mate, I had no idea. Seriously. Yeah, I'd been in, Eng- I'd been in England and Aussie for 14 years, so I sort of lost a bit of that. Oh, a bit of, bit of um, Izzy Dags, uh, country, country clueless, you know. So get him on the back of the trailer, put the cage on, ride it off a mate, and get him down there, lift them. You can lift them out, you know. They're about oh, 80 kilos, so you can lift them out. I was oh, back in <laughs> You know, lifting these things out, put them on, put a put a rope around it, and try and walk it up to where all these other calves are. Well, my daughter, she's dressed up like Daisy Duke, you know what I mean? She's got the the, the hat and the, the things, and she goes off to see her mates, and she comes sprinting back, you know. My, my boy's got one. He's six, and she's like last year primary. My boy didn't care, you know, he's just sitting down with me, but the girl comes running back, and she's screaming. She's screaming at me, Dad, Dad, like this. And I'm going, what? And she goes, Dad, the calves are dirty. You've got to clean the calves like this. And I went, what do you mean clean them? Of course, my cows have got poo down the back legs and <laughs> dirt everywhere. And she goes, come and have a look at this cow. Like this, like this. I walk with her, mate. I walk up to this cow. Not only was it clean, but they'd had it on steroids. It was bolted up like it looked like a little like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and the coat was immaculate. And I just started to laugh, and she's bawling, and I'm like, "Oh my god, okay, what am I?" And here, here the Kemp's walked the calves into calf day that hadn't even had a wash. So yeah, when I got a bucket, tried to scrub it down as best I could, and uh, had to beg her to parade it, and of course. These other calves were pets, so they walked around, you know, sit, and the calf would sit type oh, thing. That's, that's sick. That is, uh, that's not right. And my, my kids were, well, my boy was funny. He was dragging his one around. I just had to calm him down. But, mate, I, I get it. I get it when, like you said, people say, you know, is a, the final show is about grooming and making these well, things look pretty. I'll mm. show you this. That's a wonderful story. And 
I remember pet day at school being a big one, but then it always ends up going badly. Like, you know, your half-bred something gets off its chain and mauls it. Leithfield <laughs> 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 Primary School. Gee, I remember this one real bad day with the cat. Oh, you know, that's actually not, that's not breakfast radio, but yeah, the cat didn't go home. Uh, this is the 156th version of the Westminster Dog Show. I just want to show you Wasabi, the Pekingese that won Best in Show last year at the Westminster Dog Show, Kippy. Now, I don't know if anybody knows what a Pekingese looks like. Oh, there's it's, not a hair out of place, is he? He'd be proud of that. It's got its hair all the way down around it. It looks like, uh, I don't know, like a sea creature mixed with a cat, but it won a dog show, so work that out. So we're going to talk to Amy today um she covers the event each year she understands the prestige of it we're talking about the westminster dog show and yeah b the uh sheep dog won the agility yesterday so that's us if you've got any stories on dog shows do you enter dog shows do we have them in new zealand i would actually love to know in all seriousness i'm not being facetious at all i would love to know do we do or do we have anything similar to the westminster dog show of prestige or of note surely somebody's nana is involved or surely somebody shows their Bijan or something like that. And then to finish us off today, Kempe, um, we are going to actually cover the FINA story. So really, really, I would suggest groundbreaking vote yesterday by FINA, Swimming's World Governing Body, regarding trans athletes and not letting them compete in the women's um, disciplines or, well, in their uh, fields. So creating an open class and, yeah, a vote that was passed by Seventy-one percent of the FINA members. We're going to catch up with President of New Zealand Swimming, who's actually himself a doctor. Uh, Doctor David Gerard. He's had a, a life in sports medicine. He was a professor at Otago University. He's actually won a Commonwealth Games and the gold medal in the pool himself. So he's very, very well equipped to have this conversation with us and really just give us the lay of the land about where this context is why f- swimming is the sport that has done this because it's been a not an issue but it's been a, a hot bit of discussion across multiple sports for a long time now why f- swimming is at the forefront of this is there a story or a case in particular which i know there is how has it gone down with the stakeholders and inclusivity in 2022 but fairness and how you balance those two things and um it's an interesting one that i know the ioc and other sports will be looking at worldwide can be yeah, look, it's a, it's a, I guess a really delicate conversation. Um, in twenty twenty two, it would never have been had back in the 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 mid to, oh, I guess um, back into the nineteen hundreds. Um, but I think it's a really courageous decision made by uh, swimming, uh, the FINA uh, group to to say that look, we've put a line in the sand, and this is how we think. Um, Equality and equity in our sport is best delivered, so it's not to say that um, it's an and it's exclu- it's an exclusive sport. It's about what makes uh, the sport and and the context of it a fair um, competitive ground for everybody to, to compete in. So, you know, it's a like like any courageous decision, someone has to make the first decision, and I think. Um, you know, FINA by making this decision has really, I guess, put every every other sport on notice that you know decisions like this you you don't shy away from. You actually have to make them. Um, and look, we're really looking forward to talking to David Gerard. Yeah, uh, and 
it is science based, and I know he'll make that point. This is very much science based by FINA. They have they have um, gone to long extents to make sure that this isn't opinion or this isn't there's no prejudice involved. This is about fear, and I know that will upset some people. But as former Great Britain swimmer Sharon Davies said, sport by definition is exclusionary. We don't have a 15-year-old boys racing in the under-12s. We don't have heavyweight boxers in the bantamweights. The whole reason we have lots of different classes in the Paralympics is so we can create fair opportunities for everybody. And that sums it up for me. And it's not about excluding anyone, but to a degree sport is exclusionary because you have different um, fields and different um, weight classes that you can compete in. So I guess in the interim now, it's making sure they can get this open class up and running because you don't want people missing out because they are marginalised. There is a you know trans people are marginalised already, and the, the last thing you'd ever want to do is make them feel even more left out or excluded. Yeah, um, I think um, one of the big parts is on you know often watching old movies, and you know you get the old first um, Model T cars are driving around. You know what I mean? I think it's a, a big part of it is the evolution of uh, where we sit today. And you've gone from an old way of thinking to a new way of thinking, and and this inclusive approach has its issues that you have to deal with. Like you can't, you you cannot deal with it. You can bury your hand head in the in the sand, which is what I call the ostrich ostrich approach, mm. which a lot of sports do. Mm. Um, or you confront it and be courageous and talk about it and make decisions around it, which are you know obviously science based in this. Um, situation, but move forward with it so that everyone's got a clear understanding of what the competitive uh, arena looks like. Look, I'm, I'm, you know, uh, supportive of what FINA uh, have done. You know, like they've, they've actually gone head on. They've gone head on and said, right, we're making a decision based on what's best for our sport. And and yeah, well, you know, they've obviously got. See, the the other thing about evolution is you never have everyone evolving at the same time. Mm-hmm. So you are always going to get a, a like a scale approach where one side of the scale outweighs the other. Yeah, that's um, a good point. But at least they, at least the decision has been a courageous decision has been made. Well, it, it, actually, it's a vote. You're right. They've made the decision to to give it to their stakeholders, but it's a vote. Their members have done it. Seventy one percent is a clear majority, um, and. Uh, Dr. Dave Gerard, who's the president of New Zealand Swimming, has been very supportive of it. So we'll get his take on that. Jake, Jacob, you're in for Joe today. You were on drive Hello. last night. Are you with us? Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Present? Yep, present. Of spirit, of mind? Yep, yep. Spiritually aligned with the show. Can you find us the can't wait question of the day sting on the board there? Oh, <laughs> that was a tough one. Hold on, getting tears. Uh, it's a funny little madhouse around here, Kempi. Um, Joe's with Smithy today, and we're actually going to go out for a little field trip. Mate, I'm looking forward to it. We're going to go for a little field trip. Yeah. And uh, New Zealand rugby, we'll talk about it throughout the morning, but New Zealand rugby are uh, unveiling their 2025 strategy. Silver Lake deal's gone through. The All Blacks are training at Auckland Grammar. We're going to go down and have a little look. Excited? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I hope, I hope they got a little coffee van down there. I'm going to get myself a nice coffee, have a look at the boys running around, reminisce a little bit, and uh, listen to what um, the future holds for. The new... I love, look, I really love strategy. You love I this love stuff. I love it. I knew you'd want to come. Yeah. So just, you love this stuff. Because you're always getting ideas, you know what I mean? You're, yeah. You're, the way people think, and you're always picking things up. And, mate, I think there's some big. There's some big changes coming in sport. I, in my time, 
I think there's some big changes coming in sport New Zealand. Yeah, I knew you'd love this. It'll be a good day, actually. So we'll hopefully we'll have to report back and we might get some interviews out there tomorrow and work out where New Zealand rugby's going, where the All Blacks are at. Uh, Tim says A&P shows, Louis. Yes, I'm very familiar with A&P shows. The Amberley A&P show, the highlight of my social calendar from the ages of four till 16, and the West Auckland Dog Show, says Jerome. <laughs> Make the winter show. Remember the winter show? Oh, you're probably too young, mm. but we used to call it the winter show. And you'd go along and jump on these rides, which would be banned today. The thruster was the one you'd hop in. It was caught and it'd give you a, a heck of a fright. Um, but it wouldn't even get past the the uh, osh. What do you call that? Uh, health and safety. Health and safety these Just, days. You How did we get on those rides? Yeah, no ideas. All right. Can't wait question of the day. Oh. A little bit different, but last week was one of the busiest sporting weeks of the year. Seriously, the amount of squads we had named, so we actually missed giving it a good go. 22 minutes past six. I have for you a double adult pass to go to the Wellington game of the All Blacks Irish match. Now, this is very exciting. Get behind our mouldy All Blacks when they take on Ireland. Tickets at allblacks.com. Hopefully I said mouldy All Blacks Irish match in Wellington. Uh, get them behind them. So you can go to allblacks.com and find your tickets. But this is really exciting. I've got you a double pass for the game. And all I've got to do is ask you, who's the player in the mouldy All Blacks side for your can't wait question of the day today? Who you know could be at a higher honour and you're expecting them to go absolutely bang in this series against the Ireland. They've got midweek games here against Ireland, which is so cool for opportunity. It's so cool for rugby, as a rugby public, to be able to watch them. Double eight, double three, or even better, 0800 If you want this double adult pass to the Wellington Mouldy All Blacks Irish game, give me a call and tell me who's the player you know could be at higher honours and you're expecting to go bang. Kempi is with us after this, giving his answer. 23 minutes past six here with Kemis Warehouse. Great savings every day. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it, like um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.